reaching Israel and the world and the world. Welcome in the name of the Lord. God bless you, beloved ones. Thank you for joining us today. We're going to go to Cynthia. Honey, you said something to me just a moment ago that I thought was really strong. And uh, you talked about the fact that every single day we're in a battle. And when you get to the end of the day and you've made it through the day, you feel victorious. And I think we need to train ourselves as God's people to recognize we're in a battle. And if we think we're on this earth just to be on a vacation, we're gonna end up very disturbed and distressed. And even more in the days that we're in now, you know, with the outpouring of of the enemy in our midst, and we just have to draw off the Spirit of God. So, you know, new manna every day. And so as we're talking about spiritual breakthrough, every day for us is a, a spiritual breakthrough. As we get up in the morning, we take a hold of God and His new manna, and we make it to the end of the day. Just making it to the end of the day, that's victory. That's breakthrough. We've broken through because the enemy wants us to give up, Mm. you know, to, he wants us dead. And, but every night we can go to bed saying victory. We've had breakthrough because the Lord is with us and we're alive and we've completed what he's called us to do each day that we're alive. So today we're going to learn more about spiritual breakthrough. That's beautiful, babe. I love it. Good word. We're continuing today in a series on spiritual breakthrough. This is so important because if we've got the heart of Yeshua in us, we've got the heart of a champion. And the heart of a champion is always pushing. Paul said this, he said, I forget what lies behind and I press on toward the upward call of God in Christ Jesus, towards the prize. So those of us that have our sight set on Hashem, of entering into a greater concept of His presence, a greater experience of His reality with us, a greater uh, experience of His power and glory in our lives, we're continuing to press on for breakthrough. And if you think about it, as human beings, we were made for breakthrough. Think about us for a second, even as infants. Remember, we uh, came out of our mother's womb and we learned how to stretch our bodies. And in a sense, we were getting breakthroughs. We learned how to move our arms. And then one day, our mom or dad put us on the ground and slowly we learned how to crawl. But then the great day came when one day we were able to get up from crawling stand up as infants and take our first baby step. And our mom got on the phone and she called the relatives and she called her friends and said, my daughter, my son, he took his first step today. I saw my child take their first step. It was a great day of breakthrough. And the truth is that if we're once again growing in the Lord, we are continually breaking through to do something or experience something that we had not yet done before. Breakthrough involves having opposition. In other words, when we took that first baby step, we were coming against or breaking through the lack of body coordination that we were experiencing before that first step. And so breakthrough means coming against something that before had hindered us. We think about Paul's words in the book of Ephesians. 
He speaks about spiritual warfare. He speaks about the fact that we have an opponent. We have an enemy. We have someone that's resisting us. He called the enemy Satan. Spiritual forces, Paul said, of heavenly wickedness, darkness in high places. And he said, our fight is not against flesh and blood, but against principal powers and forces of spiritual wickedness in heavenly places. And he said that this fight that we're in is a wrestling match and that by the power of the Holy Spirit, we can win this wrestling match. Many of you know that I was a very committed athlete in my high school days and I wrestled the same type of wrestling physically that Paul talked about spiritually in the book of Ephesians. And there was a stage in my wrestling, uh, and when I, I don't want to use the word career because it wasn't a career. I was a, I was a high school athlete and then, you know, continued on. I had a small scholarship to school, uh, to college, but they eventually dropped the program where I was going at the University of Tampa. But I was, I was stuck. I had such high goals for myself. My goal as a wrestler was to be state champ in Ohio where I went to school. And I lived it, I ate it, I drank it, I was so committed, I was so disciplined. I was like a professional athlete with the level of discipline that I had in my life. I mean, running every single day. I mean, I, I trained so vigorously. Wrestling at the time came before everything for me. I didn't yet know Jesus. But yet when I came into my 11th grade year, even though I had much success earlier on, I did not achieve my goals. And as I look back on it, what the problem was is that I wanted to win so bad, I needed to win so bad that what I would do is I would get out into the wrestling match. Each week we had tournaments and matches and I would get an early lead. Almost every single time I was ahead at the end of the second period. There are three periods in wrestling, each one two minutes each in high school. So I would come out wrestling to win, very focused on winning, and I would get a big early lead. And then once I got that early lead, I would stop wrestling aggressively, and instead I would just think, okay, I'm gonna win now, I've got a lead. Now just hang on to your win. So I would stop wrestling to win, and instead I would start wrestling defensively, just trying to hang on to the lead that I already had. And doing that cost me many matches. At the time, I didn't realize all this. It was only afterwards that I realized that getting ahead and then just trying to hang on to my lead, in other words, from wrestling offensively and then switching to wrestling defensively, it cost me a lot of matches, but I didn't really realize what I was doing until later. And so what was happening was, once again, I had this high goal to be state champ. Again, I found myself losing as many matches as I was winning. And one day, I wrestled this kid that I knew that I could beat. And the reason I knew that I could beat him is because we used to scrimmage this school. In other words, we were going into an official meet uh, against a school that my school had practiced against many times. And every time when I wrestled this kid that I was about to face in the real meet in a practice when we were practicing with this kid's school, I literally, I don't want to say this boastfully, but I literally manhandled this kid. I mean, this kid was like a noodle to me. I beat him that easily. But all of a sudden we have a real match and I go into the real match and what happens? I do the same thing. I go in, I get a huge early lead and now I start thinking subconsciously, okay, you're ahead now. Don't do anything to blow it. Just hang on to your lead and you're going to win. And when I went into that defensive mindset, just wanting to, to, to hang on to my lead, you know what happened? 
I ended up losing that match to this kid I manhandled every single time I practiced with him. And when that happened, I became so disgusted with myself. I got so fed up of losing to people that I should have been beating that I said to myself, no more. And it just so happened that the very next day, we were wrestling a school and I was wrestling a kid that was one of the better wrestlers in the state of Ohio. And I went out and I beat that kid. That day was a great breakthrough for me because I'd broken out of this, this kind of losing uh, a pattern that I'd got into because I would go from wrestling offensively to win and then just trying to hang on to my lead once I got the lead. I got so disgusted with myself that that had happened to me that I lost because of doing that that I said, I'm never going to do that again. I'm going to go out there from now on and I'm going to wrestle aggressively the entire match. And that day, beloved, after I lost to this kid that I knew I should have beat, that day I had a great breakthrough and for the rest of that season, I consistently was winning. And it was such a marked time in my life. I remember getting into my vehicle that next day after I, you know, after I lost to the kid I should have beat and then wrestling a really high level athlete the next day and beating him. I remember getting out of the school bus that day after I had beaten, beaten this kid. We were driving back as a team from the school where the match was. And the coach announced on the bus to all the, uh, the wrestlers that day that I was given the prize that, you know, for the best wrestler of the night. And uh, he gave me a coupon for a free pizza. I remember getting out of my, my, uh, getting out of that bus when we got back to our school, getting into my car, turning on uh, my CD or it was a eight track tape at the time. I don't remember. And I turned the music on and it was like, I can't even explain what happened. Even though I didn't know God through Jesus at the time, it was a God, it felt like a God moment to me. I was like translated in to a state of bliss, a state of release, a state of freedom. I had just experienced great breakthrough. Breakthroughs are real. And I had a great breakthrough that day in a physical wrestling match. But you and I, beloved, are no longer wrestling physically, most of us today. Maybe you're a teenager and you wrestle, but the vast majority of us today, we're not wrestling physical wrestling matches. We're wrestling spiritual matches, like Paul spoke about in the book of Ephesians. And I want to talk to you again today about how we can have breakthrough as we're wrestling powers of spiritual darkness. Some of you may not be aware that every Friday I send out a short mini devotional. If you're not receiving it and would like to, just go to stayconnectedwithrabbi.com. Now today, I want to focus on Romans chapter 8, verse 31. This is the type of devotional, beloved one, that I'm sending out. The Lord says here through Paul, what should we say to these things? If God is for us, who can be against us? If we really were living in the confidence that Paul is speaking to us and wanting to impart to us through this verse, we'd be living in such a more victorious, joyful experience. In other words, if we really believe in our kishkas, deep in our soul, that God is with us, and because of that, we're going to be more than triumphant through everything we walk through in life, we would face the future, beloved, with such joy, such confidence, such an optimistic spirit. 
This is what God wants for us. He wants you to wake up happy. He wants us to be expectant. He says, I have a good future plan for you. So I want to encourage you today, despite the difficult circumstances that we all face, God is going to use the circumstances for your good. He's going to continue to use the circumstances to perfect you into the image of his son. So look up, beloved one, and walk in joy because God is doing something wonderful with your life every single day. We've been called to be salt and light to the world, but Rabbi cannot share the truths from God's Word without help from you. Would you pray and consider donating or becoming a monthly partner with Rabbi as he ministers principles from God's Word through television, the internet, and on-the-ground outreaches, equipping the body of Christ, building the church, and evangelizing the world. Call 800-777-7835 or visit discoveringthejewishjesus.com. Join those who have said yes to the calling. Help Rabbi build God's kingdom through the global outreaches of Discovering the Jewish Jesus. Call today or visit discoveringthejewishjesus.com. Our primary text has come from the book of 2 Samuel chapter 5, where we've been looking at the life of King David, David Melech, the king of Israel, and how as soon as he was anointed king, the powers of darkness came to attack him. The powers of darkness in 2 Samuel were manifest through a group called the Philistines because the powers of darkness manifest through flesh and blood. And what we've been doing through the first season and also several episodes already in the second season is we've looked at what David did when he was attacked and how he got breakthrough. We find that David, first of all, he realized he was under attack. When, as soon as the Philistines came, he knew what was going on. He heard about it. And so we talked about in earlier episodes that you and I need to gain a greater sense of the fact that spiritual warfare is real. You know, many of you can quote the scripture that I quoted earlier. Our fight is not against flesh and blood. We wrestle not, Paul said, against flesh and blood, but against powers of spiritual wickedness in heavenly places. Many of us have heard that scripture and we quote it. But the truth is, even though we know it by heart, some of us, we don't really have revelation about it. We don't really believe we're under spiritual attack. We don't really believe that when things are bombarding us, when thoughts are coming to our mind that are tormenting us or temptations are happening that we don't know why the temptation is so strong. We don't really have comprehension that we're under spiritual attack. We think that everything is in the physical world. I'm talking to you right now. We say we believe it, but if you look at your life, perhaps you'll be able to ascertain that you don't really believe it because you blame your problems on circumstances, on people, rather than understanding that our real problems are not the circumstances and they're not the people. Our fight is not against flesh and blood. Our real problem is the thoughts that we're having and thoughts come from the realm of the spirit. We're in a spiritual battle. It's not what's happening that's the problem. It's the way we perceive what's happening that's the problem. And the way we perceive what's happening is a spiritual problem. And the thoughts that we're having are either coming from the spirit of light and life, coming from the spirit of God, or they're coming from the powers of the enemy. Think about it. Jesus stood before Pilate. He was completely calm, completely at peace, filled with confidence, filled with a sense of triumph. He knew he was about to be crucified. And Pilate was amazed and said to him, don't you know I have the power to crucify you? 
Many of us would have been terrified, shaking in our bootstraps. Some would have given up their faith because they were so afraid. But Jesus said calmly to Pilate, you would have no power over me unless it was given you from above. You see, it wasn't the circumstance that was the enemy. Jesus wasn't afraid of the circumstance. He wasn't reacting to the circumstance. Yeshua had higher revelation. He lived above it and he had breakthrough. And we can look at many examples. Think of Paul, for example, in Scripture. He's in prison, and yet rather than having a bad attitude in prison, Paul said that his imprisonment was for our good because the gospel was coming forth through his writings while he was in prison. And because the word was being spread that he was in prison, it bonded the saints together. And so I'm trying to help us understand today that we are in a wrestling match. We need to get breakthrough And we need greater revelation to understand that our fight is not against flesh and blood and people and circumstances and the government and our employer. No, the real fight is in our mind, in the thoughts that we're having. And these are spiritual things and we need how to get in touch with the spirit of the Lord within us. See, the Bible says that when David heard the Philistines were attacking him, when he he realized he was under attack, he went down, the scripture says, into the stronghold. We've been studying this. That's why I'm not taking more time right now. For us, the stronghold is going into the center of ourselves where Jesus is. He's within us. And becoming secure in that and confident in that and and knowing that the I am is in us and that we're more than sufficient and conquerors of of anything that we're going to face, we can overcome. And, And that the key is to be grounded in peace. We go into the stronghold. That's what David did, first of all. And then after that, David looked to the Lord for what should he do? And God said to go against the enemy. So David arose from being still before the Lord. He arose from just abiding in God and being at peace and receiving in that secret place in the stronghold. He went from that place where he stood up. He went against the Philistines. And then when he went against the Philistines, he defeated them. And after defeating them, he said, the Lord has broken through my enemies before me like the breakthrough of waters. In the same account in the book of Chronicles, we read that David said, God has broken through my enemies by my hand like the breakthrough of waters. In both instances, it's the same event, it's the same thing, but in the book of Chronicles, we find that the writer has given us some additional information that David said, God has broken through my enemies. But we find in Chronicles that David also said, God has broken through my enemies by my hand. In other words, the Holy Spirit in David was what gave David the power to break through the Philistine, to break through his enemy. I like to think of this. How do we, how do we understand this? That on the one hand, in the book of 2 Samuel, David doesn't say that it was by his hand. He just said it was the Lord did it. The Lord has broken through my enemies, David said in 2 Samuel, like the breakthrough of waters. He didn't say it had anything to do with himself. He just said, the Lord has broken through my enemies, like the breakthrough of waters. And yet, once again, in Chronicles, David said, the Lord has broken through my enemies by my hand, like the breakthrough of waters. How do we understand it? I like to think of Ezekiel's vision. Remember Ezekiel's vision? Ezekiel said he saw a wheel and he said there was an inner wheel and outside of the inner wheel was an outer wheel. So Ezekiel, beloved one, had this vision. He saw two wheels. 
There was an inner wheel and then another wheel around the inner wheel. And Ezekiel said, and whenever the inner wheel moved, the outer wheels moved. But whenever the inner wheel stopped, the outer wheel stopped. And so the outer wheels got their life from the inner wheel. The inner wheel possessed the outer wheel. And it was this inner wheel that gave life and movement to the outer wheel. That's what happened here with David. David said, I broke through my enemies. The Lord broke through my enemies by my hand. What does this mean? It was God's working, God's working in David's heart and through David's life that gave him the victory. It was God that gave him the victory, but God was possessing David and empowering David. And so David said, it's by my hand. This is what you and I are after in breakthrough. We're wanting to become so uh, in touch with, so possessed by the living spirit of God that resides within us, that when he moves, we move. And because we're being uh, uh, possessed and motivated and filled with the spirit, everything we do becomes effective when we get breakthrough. If we just try to do it in, in ourselves in the flesh, there's no real power there. It's, it's, it, it's just flesh. But if we're moving by the power of the Ruach HaKodesh like David did, we're going to experience true breakthrough. See, Paul said, it's no longer I that live, but Christ, he said, lives in me. When you and I can die to our outer impulses, when we can pull ourselves back from being so connected to the things on the outside to instead become one with the Spirit of the Lord that's in us through the dying process of dying to the flesh, dying to our own impulses, to instead pull ourselves back to learn how to get in touch with the Holy Spirit that's in our soul, what's going to happen is we're going to be like that outer wheel. And whenever the inner wheel moves, the Holy Spirit, we're going to move. And because we're moving by the Spirit, we're going to have breakthrough in our lives. You see, Jesus said, He that abides in me bears much fruit. Yeshua said this, unless a grain of wheat falls to the ground and dies, it remains alone. But if it dies, it bears much fruit. What does this mean? When you and I die to living by the flesh, when you and I die to living by our own abilities, when you and I die to being connected to the things of the world, like Paul said, he was crucified to the world and the world was crucified to him. And instead, we pull ourselves back and get in touch with the Holy Spirit within us, learning how to be led by Him, we will experience significant, powerful breakthrough in our lives. The Bible says, all that are led by the Spirit, these are the sons of God. Beloved, there's breakthrough in store for you. Eye is not seen and ear is not heard the things that the Lord has prepared for those that love Him. As you and I depend on the Spirit, rely on the Spirit, die to ourselves, and are moved by Him alone, we're going to enter in to more and more glory, and we're going to experience the presence of King Jesus in our life in ever fuller ways. This is Rabbi Schneider saying, I love you, God bless you, and Shalom. Part of the scriptural narrative we've been studying is that when David got breakthrough, he destroyed the idols of the Philistines. You and I also must destroy idols around our lives that keep us from entering into God's fullness. 
For you and I, the idol that we may be struggling with is clinging to our finances for security rather than the Lord. The Lord has called us to honor Him first with our finances, but unfortunately, too many of us are in fear and we're not honoring the Lord properly with our finances, and as a result, beloved, it's hindering us in getting breakthrough. If discovering the Jewish Jesus is being used of the Lord to strengthen you and encourage you in your walk and fellowship with Him, and you're not fully honoring the Lord with your finances, I want to encourage you today to take a step of faith for your breakthrough, submit your finances to Him, and honor Him with your finances through discovering the Jewish she is today. Beloved, I want to thank you for your love and financial support. God bless you and shalom. Here's how you can donate or become a monthly partner. Send your tax-deductible gift to Discovering the Jewish Jesus, P.O. Box 777, Blissfield, Michigan, 49228. Or to give by credit card, visit discoveringthejewishjesus.com or call 1-800-777-7835 or text the keyword rabbi to 45777. To show our appreciation, we'll send you an audio CD and download of Rabbi's Message of the Month and our most recent newsletter. Your gift is bringing salvation, healing, and deliverance to Israel and the world through television, internet, and crusade outreaches. Finally, many of us have honored God with our finances while living, but have we considered how we can honor the Lord with our finances when we pass on? For more information, click Will and Estate Gifts at discoveringthejewishjesus.com. In the book of Numbers, chapter 6, the Lord gave instructions to Moses and Aaron to speak this blessing over his people. And the Lord said, when you speak these words over my people, I will place my name on them and bless them. Receive the impartation of the Lord's blessings. Yavarech Yahweh Panavelecha Vihunecha Isa Yahweh Panavelecha Veasim Lecha The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift you up by his countenance and the Lord give you, beloved one, his peace. God bless you and shalom. Revelation today for a brighter tomorrow. Find Discovering the Jewish Jesus on all your favorite social media outlets and stay up to date on the content you love. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and subscribe on YouTube. Connecting with Discovering the Jewish Jesus has never been easier. If two of you agree on earth about anything that they may ask, it shall be done for them by my Father who is in heaven. Let our prayer team pray for you. Send us your prayer request today by visiting our website or writing to the address on the screen. Our prayer team lifts up every individual request before the Lord. And then, as God answers your prayer request, 
or if God has touched your life through discovering the Jewish Jesus, send us your testimony. We want to rejoice with you, and your testimony will encourage others. We overcome by the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony. God has destined us for spiritual breakthrough, but the war is not won with one battle. Next time, learn God's unique plan for spiritual breakthrough.